0: Hey! Hi! Hello there. It's Ben from the Hot Egg Store, and you're listening to Bigfoot Society Podcast.
1: Thanks for coming back to Bigfoot Society, your weekly cryptozoology-focused podcast where I talk to a different individual in the cryptozoology field—authors, researchers, artists, all sorts of people. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please uh, go ahead, subscribe to this uh, podcast and rate us five stars as it helps us get more into the podcast stratosphere and get uh, better guests on the show. Also, if you're on YouTube, do us a favor, like this video and subscribe to this channel. It doesn't cost a thing and it helps us get out there into the YouTube stratosphere as well. Be sure to leave what your favorite part of the episode was in the comments. Welcome back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. This week I get to talk to my new friend Zach Sterick from the Southern Illinois Monster Hunters team. And Zach has got some really interesting cryptid encounter stories that uh, he's going to share. Uh, Everything from Bigfoot to his most recent sighting. Uh, He was able to see the Enfield horror or the Enfield monster just a few nights ago, so a very, very interesting story about a cryptid that hasn't been seen since the mid-70s, so definitely sit back, relax, and enjoy this uh, fun chat with my friend Zach Sterrick from the Southern Illinois Monster House. All right, Bigfoot Society, uh, we've got another episode for you. Thanks for coming back for another episode. This this time I've got my friend, uh, Zach, from Southern Illinois Monster Hunters. How's it going? It's Zach Sterrick, right?
0: Yep, you got, you're the first person in a long time to actually get it right. They always butcher the last night.
1: Wow. I'm 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 a lucky guy tonight because I didn't check with you (laughs) so I was like oh okay but uh hey that's cool so how's it going down there in uh in southern Illinois sir
0: very hot
1: is it yeah we
0: we worked all day and I sat around the office all day today and uh basically checked on pumps as it pumped uh 32 percent liquid nitrogen all day
1: oh man yikes wow that yeah I'm in uh central Iowa and we're we're a little bit toasty right now, but we're going to get down to like uh, supposed to get down to like the the 40s, the to 50s tomorrow, which is kind of wild. But, you know, Iowa's weird. It's the Midwest. It's all good. But, Zach, let's start out with a little uh, bio about yourself. Um, you know, I'm going to start with, do you mind sharing uh, what you feel is important about yourself? Because you sent a bio to me and it, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, you know, what would you what would you like to share? Well, um,
0: I will throw this out there. Uh, I am a, a Christian and I am a God-fearing Christian at that. Yep. Um, I'm a bass singer and a gospel sing, a uh, gospel quartet singing Southern gospel all across America. Um, I'm a, a preacher and I'm a witness for God. Uh, just put that right off the, off the bat right there. Um, uh, it's faith, family, and, uh, cryptids in nice. that order. And, uh, i um grew up in rural williamson county illinois um at the southern end of the state literally right out my back door is the shawnee national forest Mm. and um other than that i'm a second generation cattle farmer i am a fourth generation pro wrestler uh um been doing cryptid work for the past 17 years and everything since I had my first encounter back in 2009. Uh, actually, right here in the county that I'm in right now, in Randolph County, and literally only about maybe five, se- five to seven miles away from here is where it happened. Wow. And um, you know, that's what started the journey. You know, as an obsession to, uh, uh, as a mission to find closure into what I heard that night and then it turned into a mission to prove that modern day monsters quote unquote exists in mm. North America today and then um, I work for uh, Southern uh, Farm Supply here in Southern Illinois, I work in a little town called Jacob which is right outside of Murfreesboro, Illinois uh, with actually the creature from Big Muddy the Big yeah, Muddy monster totally. actually rooted its head back in 1972 and, um, you know, I live in a hotbed of activity here in Southern Illinois. You know, you we've do. got so many uh, cryptid creatures that was reported in the 70s alone, mm-hmm. along with the, with the Enfield Monster, the Thunderbird, the Mine Monster, the Big Muddy Monster, and then upstate by St. Louis uh, in Alton, Illinois, is the saw Bird yes. uh, from Illini folklore and you know we've got werewolf sightings uh dog man um we've got those we've actually had mothman sightings here um in the next county over from where i live in southern illinois in uh, saline county and it's a creepy place just to be honest with you it
1: it you know and um so central iowa is i've been down to southern illinois a few times Uh, i went to camp down there once and it's I'll agree with you. Like, there's it, it's, just, it's just it's a it's heavily wooded. There's a lot of places that a lot of things could just hide out in the woods. Yeah, I mean,
0: you, like you said, you know, and all of that, southern Illinois is a smelting pot of different terrains. You go, you'll go from agricultural ground to really thick, uh, canopy, flatlands to hill country creeks to rivers, uh, ponds to lakes. Uh, you'll go from, uh, wide open, uh, farm country to swamps, um, river bottoms, creek bottoms, uh, uh, an abundance of wildlife whenever it comes to like white tailed deer, coons, uh, opossum, uh, turkeys, uh, coyotes, even bobcats and mountain lions, hmm. um, and actually, we've actually had a couple reports of wolves here in southern Illinois as well. And um, you know, we got livestock, cattle, hogs, horses, chickens, um, ducks, geese. You know, you
1: name it, we got it. It's wild. It's wild. Um, well,
0: now I tell everybody, Southern Illinois is pretty much the only place in America that you can go and have all four seasons in one week. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true. The Midwest is like that. It's so crazy. Uh, do you mind if we try? Um, we're going to do some a little bit of tech troubleshooting in the middle of the interview, which is going to be fun. Your your uh, your mic on your AirPod is is doing some wonky static stuff all of a sudden. Do you mind if I just have you take it out and we'll we'll try it without it?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's just,
1: it's really weird, but just for fun, Joes.
0: Let's see. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, that'll work. This'll work. Yep. Perfect.
0: No, it's probably the air conditioner running.
1: Okay. Let me uh, mess with the level real quick just to get you back. Okay. I'll have you say another sentence there, Zach. Testing, one,
0: two, three, testing, testing, one, two, three.
1: Perfect. Perfect. We're good to go. All right. So there are so many places we could start. I So, man, let's start. Let's start with this. So um you alluded to you had a encounter in 2009. Was that what originally got you into cryptids or was there something even earlier than that that got you interested in the weird?
0: Well, growing up and everything, you know, I was brought up old-fashioned everything. You know, I grew up watching, you know, old Universal movies that my dad and my mother uh, got me watching. You know, I was introduced to the likes of Bela Lugosi, Longchane Jr., Boris Karloff, Glenn Strange, who played the mummy, the were- the wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula. And, you know, I always had a, oh, what's the term? Uh, craving for the unknown. mm and And, you know, I, uh, then I started, you know, growing up, you would hear stories from the old timers yeah, um, about, you know, the hairy man in the woods. Well, growing up, I never really put any kind of stock in it until one night, um, my dad and me, we came back from St. Louis one night, we were at a night game uh, at Bush stadium Mm Mm-hmm. And we had got home um, uh, to where we was living with my grandfather at the time uh, on South Prairie Road, just outside of Redbud, Illinois. Okay. Um, And it's not like this place is wide open and there's neighbors like a mile down the road. They're literally right up next to you within 50 yards of your property line. And, um, you know, it's wide open farm country. Big time farmers run that area. And we come inside the garage because the way the house was built, uh, there's the house it and it's got the garage attached to it. And you go in the back door of the garage and go in through a side door into the, uh, into the house. And one night, um, the night that we came home, uh, we were inside the garage and the coyote started raising up a fuss. Oh boy. And Uh, right as my dad went to go put the key in the lock to unlock the door, uh, we heard uh, kind of like a howling scream that just erupted out of the cornfield. Really? And I remember, I'm 27 years old, and I was nine years old when this happened, and I remember it that it had so much power that I could actually hear the windows and the window panes rattling. Mm. And I about pulled the door off Trying to get into the house. Wow! And cut to ten years later, um, or no, cut to. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I'm a C plus man. I'm not good with. You're uh, good,
1: companies. man. You're good. Yeah. Back
0: in 2013, uh, 2014. Okay. Because this happened uh, back whenever I was nine years old. So this would have been in 2004 when this happened. Okay. And uh, I was sitting there just surfing through the web on my dad's laptop and um, I found this video on YouTube and it was the Ohio moaning call. that uh, yeah, the Ohio in howl. Mm-hmm. And I played that thing back and I was sitting there listening to it and then all of a sudden a little light went off in my head and I was having all kinds of flashbacks and I played that thing over and I'm like, holy crap, this is what I heard that night. Wow. And, you know, right there is where it all started for me. Mm. Because um, it started trying to find, like I said, trying to find closure of what I heard. And then it turned into a, a mission to prove that, quote, unquote, modern day monsters exist in Southern Illinois and around the world.
1: That, that is a really cool story Um, tying right into that. So as you got a lot going on, you know, you, have already said that you are, you know uh, you're a Christian, your bio says that you're uh, a preacher as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've, I've talked to people Well, I've talked to primarily Mark Madsky about this uh, from Mark from small town monsters, because he is a, uh, he's a pastor as well. And I just was curious to get his thoughts on it, but you know, my question for you is, um, so do you ever find there's like a, are you able to reconcile like your love for cryptids with your love for, you know, uh, being a pastor? Be, do those work together or how's, how's the relationship between those two parts of yourself?
0: Oh, there's no dividend, you know, it, okay. all, it runs like a well old machine. Cause like it says over here and, let me find it right here, because I got my Bible with me for yep. everybody that's watching. All right. Uh, it, it says in Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. Everything came from God. God created everything. And like it says right here um, in Genesis 1, uh, 24, Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. I believe these are something, you know, that God's actually created.
1: Okay. And and that leads into, you know, I was, I was going to ask you soon enough is, so when you're looking at, you know, let's, let's focus specifically on Bigfoot, like, what are you thinking that, that Bigfoot is? Because, you know, I talked to so many people where there's some people where they're like, you know, paranormal alien or like, uh, you know, missing link or undiscovered ape or like, what, what are you picturing in your mind when you're thinking of this, this, you know, hairy man in the woods or whatever?
0: Well, whenever it comes down to Bigfoot, what they exactly are, I do not know. I do mm. believe that they are uh, something that God created. Um, but I do know this from encounters that I've had, because I've actually had a couple of encounters where it was actually hands-on type. Of deal. Really? And uh, these things are flesh and blood. Mm. I do not believe they cloak. I do not okay. believe they mind speak. And, you know, whenever I sell people that that I don't believe they cloak, I tell them we're not dealing with the Predator here.
1: Right. Of course. <laughs> the classic movie. Yeah.
0: And I do don't believe and whenever it comes to them being uh, portal uh, jumpers and stuff okay. like that. I don't believe that that is Bigfoot. I do believe people are seeing something, but I don't think it's Bigfoot. I think it's something that's using the guise of Bigfoot to mask its true identity.
1: Really? Oh, and, and so we're used to seeing something like Bigfoot in our culture, and it's using exactly. that in our minds. Yeah, I've heard of that theory before. Yeah, that's very no, interesting.
0: Because, you know, here's the thing. Look in pop culture. Bigfoot's sure. on everything. Bigfoot's yes He is. He is. You know, he's... There's a monster truck named after him. There's movies. There's even a pizza. He's in Jack Link's commercials. He's in movies and cartoons and on television. Uh, he was in The Six Million Dollar Man whenever he was played by Andre the Giant. And then he was in yeah. Henderson's. And then there's being uh, documentaries made about him. Mm-hmm. Everybody that owns a television has some sort of image in their mind of what a Bigfoot might look like. That's true and i believe that it could be some kind uh something extraterrestrial in origin or some kind of entity that's manifesting itself and it's using the guise of a bigfoot to hide its true identity because that's more comprehensible to us as humans mm. than you know seeing the true form i mean which one would you rather see you know uh a bigfoot that's eight foot tall about 400 pounds with brown hair or would you rather see something green and scaly with a horn growing out the side of its head and eight arms and teeth that hang down to its uh,
1: nipples well if we're if we're starting to see those i think it's it's close to game over dude like zach that's that's some scary stuff man
0: it's just, that's just my opinion you yeah know, yeah i got gotcha. you can take it with a grain and salt a grain of salt because that's all it is it's a theory it's not fact
1: for real yeah um not to not to rabbit trail too much but you know talking about uh you know, that there's, there's a creature that, that could cloak that we're seeing as Bigfoot. Like, what do you think that actually is then? If you have any ideas.
0: I don't know. I'll be honest. I
1: think
0: if I was to take a guess, I would believe that it is something else.
1: Mm, Completely
0: different and separate from Bigfoot.
1: Gotcha. Um And not to get too much into, I don't know if you listen to the Blurry Creatures podcast at all. If you don't, you would probably really like it. Um, But do you think there's any connection between, uh, you know, the cryptids we study in cryptozoology and things that we find in the Bible? Do you think there's things ever called out in there? Or I know this can go a lot of different ways.
0: have to come back to that. Let me mull it. All
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's a tricky one. That's a really tricky question because it's like you can go Genesis six or, you know, I've heard all sorts of interesting things for sure. Um, why, you know, to, to really change up gears here. Uh, I'm always curious, you know, your area of Southern Illinois. There's so much going on down there and that, you know, Lauren Coleman was investigating down there. And I think John Keel was investigating stuff down there back in the day as well you know, talking about the seventies. Right. But, um, the decade of monsters, I the call decade it decade of monsters. Yeah. So why, why is it called, why is that region called little Egypt? Do you know any of the, you know, I've always thought that's kind of fascinating.
0: A lot of the places around here in Southern Illinois are named after, uh, Egyptian. Oh, uh, right. Cities. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, uh, Cairo, Illinois, there's Karnak, Illinois, um, Where's another
1: place?
0: I think there's Gal- the Galatia, Illinois. I think that's okay.
1: Egypt. No, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, it's it's because I forgot the Egypt cities. Yeah. Um. Do you, why is it that all this weirdness occurs in this area? Do you have any theories about that? Or
0: well, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think I heard Kim Gerhard, uh, okay. a good friend of mine. He said that one time. He says that. Illinois is a window state.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And if you look at uh, a map of ley lines mm-hmm. where they run, there's a major one that runs right through southern Illinois. Really? Yes.
1: Okay. So- Ley lines are so interesting because it's like, there's no, so from my research and, you know, correct me if I'm off on this, but like, there's no official map of ley lines, but you can like find ley lines out there. Correct. Like the the maps of them. Right. Okay. And cause I've looked up Iowa before and, um, I think there's like one that goes through the state, but it's not near my area, but but whatever. So are you in close proximity then to supposedly where this ley line goes through Illinois?
0: Well, where the, yes, because um, the ley line pretty much takes up um, about six counties wide, going right through southern Illinois, north oh. to the south. Okay. And the weird thing is, which I, I call it, um, um, oh, uh, I find it ironic that a ley line is supposed to be good energy. But we're sitting right on the New Madrid fault line.
1: Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So is is it expected there to be a big uh, uh, earthquake in the future in that area of Illinois?
0: 50 years, they said.
1: Really? Oh, man, dude. That's not cool. Of course.
0: They said that back in 2004. So
2: it's sure. The
0: clocks winded down. I'm not kidding. We just had an earthquake here on um, Wednesday and really 2.3 on the Richter scale. And it, and it was right outside of Mount Vernon, Illinois.
1: No way. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Pat Flynn here, host of the award-winning podcast, the Smart Passive Income Podcast, which was created to help you learn how to become an entrepreneur, and in the simplest way, too. You know, entrepreneurship can be very difficult. I like to simplify things, and I interview people like Josh Hall, and Shane and Jocelyn Sams, and Maria Fela. Who are they? Well, they're people just like you, people who have taken action after listening to the show, and have built a business that has changed their lives, and I'd love to share an episode with you that I think will inspire you to get started, too, Check out the link in the description or go to smartpassiveincome.com slash 122 to get inspired, get what you need to get started, and change your life. You got this, and thank you. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. That is, uh, that is so wild. I mean, man, I gotta, I gotta open up my eyes, uh, out of Iowa every once in a while, I guess. But, um, you also alluded to you've had encounters in the past that have gotten pretty close up. Do you mind? Do you mind uh, sharing what that exactly means? I I find that could be very interesting.
0: Uh, enough to where I can reach out, and touch them. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh wow! You're talking about like Bigfoot type creatures, or? Oh man.
0: Happened the first one. That this ha- that one of those that happened. Um, I was actually on a, cause we, with the, with the SIMH, we do annual campouts every year okay. and usually in the spring or in the fall. And, um, because, you know, I've, uh, heard a lot I, cause I go and I base off whenever I go to go and, uh, set the dates for the event and everything. Cause it's only a weekend and everything. I know people work right. Right. So, and then I try to find a place and I'll go and I'll match up. The time of the year with that place and wherever there's a heightened uh, set of uh, Bigfoot reports in that area. Mm. And just like how we did here back in April, uh, from April 1st to the 3rd, uh, we were in the Shawnee National Forest in an area of we call No Man's Land. Oh, really? And right in that area around uh, the first week of April to the first week of May, there's a height of Bigfoot reports. Mm. Wow. So we um, uh, hit that area. But uh, getting back to the encounter, this happened on our first annual camp out, and it was just me and my cousin, Colin Nation. Okay. And uh, we, um, we call him Big Country. And uh, <laughs> we, um, uh, we were camping out, and it was the last night. This was in November of twenty. 16. All right. And uh it was cold, I'll say that that much, because I almost froze to death the first night because I brought a summer sleeping bag and bagging it dropped down to 30 degrees.
2: Mm. Wow. So
0: the for the last night that we were there, and it was about four o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> and I start hearing some rustling going on around in our camp. Oh man. And uh, I thought it was the blue tick hound that we brought with us because she would go out and we brought her. She's a track dog. And uh, we would go and follow her lead. If she took off on a trail of something, we would follow her around while we was looking around on her own, trying to find our own trails. And um, I thought it was her getting into the cooler. OK, well, uh, then I sitting there half awake and I roll over and i was going to tell tell her to get out of the cooler and holler at her uh and i roll over and i'm in my tent and right there the fire is going bright as it can stoked all the way and i'm seeing the silhouette of one and it's got the lid of the cooler up and it's going through the cooler and i just kind of shifted in my uh sleeping bag and he stopped And then he got, and then he stood up and walked away. And I thought it was uh, Kyle screwing around looking for a midnight snack.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I went back to sleep. And then um, about a half hour later, I'm laying in there and I feel my tent shift. And I'm sitting there with one eye open, that fire's still going. I'm looking straight up at where this thing is. And you can see uh, uh, not a defined shadow, but a shadow over one corner of my tent.
1: And oh, I'm sleeping man. in a
0: little two person dome Mozart trail.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: And I thought it was Kyle screwing around. And I told him, I said, <laughs> Kyle, if you're out there messing with my tent, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to whoop you.
1: I'm going to wrestle you, dude. And yeah. Well,
0: here's the thing with Kyle. Kyle's poker face sucks. Okay. Okay. If you come on to him and you catch him or anything, he'll he, he,
2: he, Right. So
1: it's a
0: dead giveaway. <laughs> and whenever I told him, I said, Kyle, if that's you out there, I'm going to come out there and whoop you. He didn't giggle.
1: Oh man. Okay. And then I'm
0: hearing snoring in the tent next to me and I'm like,
1: Uh-oh.
0: okay, so he's in his tent. Who's out there? And about that time, I'm laying I'm laying because the tent wasn't very wide, so I'm laying crossways in it at okay. an angle. And about that time, one corner of that tent comes up out of the ground. No way. And I'm like, what is going on? And that thing starts going up and down, pulling on that corner of that tent. My feet are going up like that. And I'm trying to go and get out of my sleeping bag. And the next thing you know, I'm feeling the ground moving underneath of me. Oh, man. And this thing has got a hold of my tent with me in it and dragging it off.
1: No way, dude. Really?
0: Yes. And I sit there and all I had was a knife in there with me, a big
1: bullet. Oh,
0: blade. And I start kicking this thing through the tent wall, screaming for it to let me go. And I'm not kidding. You'd have a better chance of kicking a refrigerator to get give out of it before you get this thing to get give Holy out
1: of it. Holy mackerel. And
0: whenever i finally kicked it hard enough because i had steel toe boots on i kicked it with the toe <laughs> of that boot and he finally let go wow and i come cutting my way out of that tent i wasn't yeah. even looking for a zipper i took that knife and nope. cut the door open and i took off yeah. running screaming for kyle to get up and we kicked on our lights and everything was just dead silent and we slept in the same tent the rest of the night. I yeah, said, screw it. Yeah. He wants that tent. He can have it.
1: And everything was just dead silent, you're saying. There wasn't no crickets oh, or Oh, man. That is a wild story, dude.
0: And then the second one happened in March 10th, uh, 2021. Okay. And I was, I was working at a gas station that time. Well, I got my days off in the middle of the week. And I said, I looked at what the weather was and I'm like, screw it. I'm going, I'm going camping. Gotcha. Well, uh, just here last couple of years, I've come on to hammock camping and I'll go out there and just throw a hammock up in the woods with a rain tarp, build me a fire pit and let her ride. So I, um, I'm laying there in the hammock and it's about 1.30 in the morning and I'm finally starting to doze off and everything because I've got insomnia like I'm sure a lot of people do. It takes a while for me to get to sleep and I finally start to doze off and um, I had the fire stoked before I started to doze off and I was laying in there and I had a 20-gauge shotgun sitting in the chair across the arms of the chair right next to my hammock. That way, if I need to roll out there and get in in case a coyote came up in the camp or a bobcat, I could reach over and just pop them one or just shoot one in the air to Mm. run them off. About two o'clock that morning, I'm laying in there half asleep. And I'm not kidding you. This thing, Jeremiah, it moved in such stealth. All I heard was three steps and it was right up on me. Wow. And there was still dead leaf, uh thick uh, canopy of dead leaves on the ground. Oh, man. And all I heard was three steps in the leaves, and boom. And it come running up, and it hit the tarp. Oh, uh, boy. ran right into the tarp, and it hit me in the hammock, and it swung that hammock out with so much force that the hammock ejected me.
1: Oh, man. Wow.
0: And I couldn't do nothing but scream. Yeah. And yep. I've... rolled over got the gun and crawled up underneath that tarp and brought the gun up and turned the headlamp on and there was one that was salt and pepper color just walking off down the hill from where i was and right there the um the picture that i sent you of where i had uh the camo pants on with the black tarp and everything that was the, uh, the night it happened that
1: was it wow oh my goodness this is you've got some amazing stories my friend wow um did you ever were you ever able to look uh at one in the face at all did yes okay do you remember anything about about what you were able to see in its face
0: well i was close enough to see he had a scar on
1: his cheek really
0: i went wow and i um this happened back in 2017 um again like i said i've got insomnia and i couldn't sleep that night so i live out in the middle of the country so
2: okay.
0: it's pretty dead at night and everything so if i can't sleep i'll go out on a walk well i walked up into this field that was up behind my barn and this was right after the second cutting of baling season and we had round bales all over still to pick up and I'm sitting up on this hillside, leaning up against a telephone pole, just resting and everything. And I just kicked, uh, leaned up and I had my headlamp on. I'm just looking down around just, just because I thought it looked pretty looking at the dew and the light on the Mm -hmm.
2: grass.
0: And I look down the hill towards the creek and there's a hay bale down there amongst the others. And I see three sets of eyes. Okay. Well, first thing out of my head was I bet them deer down there and they're pulling that bale apart, picking. Mm. So I went to go and run run them off down there, and I had a 38 uh revolver with me. Sure. And I really I just take a revolver with me just to shoot snakes with. Okay. And um I get down there and I get within about 10 or 15 yards and one of those uh, sets of eyes stands up. Oh man. They were squatted down. I thought they were just three deer and then one of them stood up, but it didn't stand up eye level of deer. It kept going. Wow. And I had a 250 lumen Ozark trail headlamp on. Okay. And I looked him square in the face and everything. And it was so, I was so close to him that I saw that he had a scar on his cheek.
1: Oh man.
0: And wow. I dubbed it that one since I dubbed him Scar. Yeah. And he, and he had two females with him. And the way I was able to tell that they were two females was because they had the mammary glands.
1: Exactly. Sure.
0: And so, um, you know, I watched him and everything and I'm like, why ain't you doing anything? I'm... <laughs>
2: He's probably looking at me like, what's
0: this little pink thing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here watching him and he's watching me just locked eyes. I did not feel any kind of threatened feeling at all. Okay. And it was more like a curiosity because I'm sitting there looking up at him and I turned my head like this and he turned his head the same way as I did. Oh boy. And I brought my head back up. He brought his back up and I did it back down this way. He went down this side. And but the whole time he's sitting there eyeballing where that pistol is down in my holster, mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there like I and I said I see you big boy you ain't hiding from me and he just huffed a little bit okay. and the two females stood up and they walked across the creek and back up the hill and then shortly after they were out of sight he just turned around and walked off.
2: Wow,
1: man, this is some wild wild stories, Zach, uh, listeners would be, uh, pretty not okay with me if we didn't get time to talk about, you know, so I contacted you a few days ago Mm -hmm. is I was like, you know, you had emailed me and I was reading the emails. I got to talk to Zach. I just got a feeling that he's got some, he's got some cool stories. Oh, I figured
0: whenever I email Jim, like I'm yep. going to give him the get the milk before he buys the cow.
1: Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you know, I saw in your uh, the Southern Illinois Monster Hunter group, you had your, your write up about like an encounter, a, a sighting you had a few days. Do you mind sharing about that? Because this is this is a pretty big deal.
0: Well, I will say this: uh, I was talking to a feller with the Rope and uh, Podcasting yep.
2: Network, yep. uh,
0: Jake Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and talking about podcasters, Miss Shannon Legro told me to tell you she said hello. <laughs>
1: Shannon's the best. Like she's 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 my mentor, pretty much. Like she's very smart. I I respect and appreciate her. And you're going to be talking to her, you know, in the, uh, tomorrow or next day, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, but um, she uh, they uh, Jake contacted me because I'm like, you know that place is pretty wide open. You know, there's a lot of kids up there in this farm country. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, these people deserve to know, well, we got a big fan following on our Facebook page. So I'm oh, like, yeah. I might as well put it, my report there because it's easier to file it right there. than file it on a hard drive because right on a hard drive, it can get lost. Mm-hmm. So I put it out and, you know, Jake Guerrera got a hold of it. And he contacted me and he says, your report is the first one that's been uh, reported in almost 50 years.
1: It's since 74 was the last time the Enfield Horror was. Yeah. 73. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: And, you know, it's like me and Jake were talking. I told him, I said, I believe these things are a type of creature that I believe that they do migrate. But it's finally made the loop back around to Enfield after 50 years. they only come down come around like once every generation every generation or so Hmm. but um to set the scene for you i um i'd work i'd worked uh, on a tuesday morning uh worked down on the mississippi river outside of gorham and i got off work at one o'clock and they said well it's going to rain tomorrow why don't you take tomorrow off i said okay i'm going fishing So I drove from one side of the state to the other, three hours of straight driving. And I drove from the Mississippi river to the Wabash river, which is right between Illinois and Indiana. Yep. And I had my bow fish, uh, bow fishing rig with me. And I'm like, I'm just going to go pop me a couple gar, just because I need the target practice. And there's an over a bunch of them and they need to be thinned out. So I went up there uh, and I took my, uh, uh, regular rod and reel with me so that way I could catch me some river cats and, t- and fillet them right there and take them home and fry them up because I like nice. my fish.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And I got 12 nice guard, never got any kind of a uh, river cat or anything. And it was getting right about 8 7, thirty, eight 8 o'clock. It was starting to get dark and the mosquitoes were getting real bad. So I decided, all right, time to go home. I'm not going to get West Nile virus. Yeah. So I went and loaded up, and I started driving home. And I was driving down 45, um, and I got to uh, Enfield, Illinois, which is right, Route 45 goes right through it. And it was just south of where I was maybe about an hour. And I'm coming up on um, Route 14 and Route 45's intersection, right south of Enfield between Enfield and North City. And I'm seeing where it's the four way stop. And I'm going to, I just started slowing down, coasting in. And I was right at about maybe 25, 30 miles an hour coming on with the brake. And over there behind where Williams Insurance House is right there at the intersection, the because right here, if you can see that, is the yeah. intersection. Here's 45, and here's Route 14. Mm-hmm. And this is going north. The insurance house is right here and then on the other side of it is an abandoned gas station okay and i'm slowing down i got my high beams on because there's nobody around for miles and, and i'm keeping an eye out for any kind of deer because the farmers have been planting and spraying and uh so i'm like the deer are gonna be stirred up from these farmers i'm not gonna smack one on my truck so i had right. my high beams on. and over there there's a street lamp out in front of williams insurance house and i see a shadow come running out from behind the building and it goes down in the ditch and as i come up to slow down at the stop sign this thing comes up out of the ditch runs across the two-lane blacktop in about five or six steps and back down the ditch and it was gone and i slammed on brakes and mm. shut and locked the truck up and everything with the parking brake and i had an 800 lumen headlamp sitting over here in the passenger seat I bring that around and kick it on high as I can go, Extend and narrow the beam out to where it's more concentrated, and I'm scanning that field, and that thing had already gone. And this was all in under 10 seconds. This thing covered that much ground to where it was gone and out of
2: sight. Mm.
1: Wow.
0: And this all happened in under 5, 10 seconds from the time I saw it, so the time I stopped, and it was gone.
1: Can you, can you ex, uh, explain what you remember about what you saw in that short of a time?
0: Well, anybody will tell you, I'm even in a, a, a short span of time, I'm good at remembering details. Okay. Like they used to go and do, um, like, for example, and whenever I was in school and everything, they would go and they'd hold up a thing for the whole class to see and they'd give us five seconds to memorize as much as we could. And then they put it away and they'd be like, all right, what'd you remember? I would rattle off about 10, yep. 15, 20 things. Gotcha. I mean, I could memorize serial numbers off a box.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: I went and in the time that this thing ran across the road, I drive an old three Ford Ranger and it doesn't have no lift kit on it. It's regular stock. Okay. This thing would. the, back top of its back would have been level with the hood of my truck hmm. and i'm not talking about it down on the front end i'm talking about right below the windshield where the rise comes up from the engine block and so that's probably about maybe three and a half four feet tall it had gray colored skin like an elephant and okay. it had a a reptilian head on it, kind of like an alligator does, but it was kind of pug nose. So short snapped. And it had its arms was drawn up kind of like this, whenever it was running, like how a Raptor in Jurassic Park.
1: Used. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it had three legs, the tripod legs, like it's always been reported. Yeah. legs were very muscular. They were kind of like, if you've seen how muscular a chimp's arms are,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The leg, that's how the legs looked. And then the, the leg that was below the tailbone was kind of drawn up like this on okay. its back, kind of wow. like how you do whenever you're trying to see how, what's on the bottom of your foot when you stay right. yep. on duty. Yep. Yep. That's how that leg was drawn up and it was running, leaning forward like it had the forward momentum. And I mean, if this thing was, uh, this thing was a scooting,
1: yeah, it, it's no surprise that it covered that amount of ground in that amount of time. I mean, sounds like it's built to run.
0: Oh, I believe it. Yeah, you know, and I believe that's what the the two legs are on this thing is built for running, and then the third leg um, is used for propulsion right. for leaping.
2: Yep, because
0: it looks Makes considerably sense. bigger than the front two legs. And, you know, ever since I put it out, uh, as of today, my report has been seen by about 20,000 people.
1: Oh, I'm sure, man, because it's like over the last 50 years, like there hasn't been anything regarding this, you know, like this is just it's is wild. It's wild. And I hope it's, you know, you, you said uh, it it reminded you you're saying the head was like a or it uh it was it had qualities kind of like a raptor in -hmm. a way and i'm like man i'll take the enfield horror over let's hope it's not there's not a raptor out there because that's a whole different you know can of worms that we don't need to be messing around with you know
0: and you know ever since i put it out it's got a lot of scrutiny just in the three, four days. Oh, yeah. Out, it's got a lot of scrutiny. A lot of people said that I was smoking crack and drinking and everything. And I had to put a, a a PSA out there, you know, like, you know, I'm a I'm a Christian. You know, I used to drink like a fish and everything. But, you know, I'm almost six months sober. I've turned my life to God, put the, bo- the bottle down, picked the Bible up. And, you know, there's the old me have already been shooting off at the mouth at him. Yep. everything but you know like it says right here and i'm going to read this at these two passages go right ahead it's out of mark chapter 12 verse 30 and 31 and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength this is the first commandment and the second like it is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these and then you flip over here to Romans chapter 12 verses 17 through 21. It says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have Mm. regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, now, pay attention to this. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Mm. This is the good one. This is the clincher. And it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with
1: good. There you go. Good words. Good words, Zach. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and, you know, the thing is, you sharing the story, dude just wait until the news outlets get it this is not the last interview you will be doing my friend because i did a tweet about an iowa bigfoot photo and once the news outlets get a hold of that like i had papers in england that were talking about it was wild so just be ready dude be ready you never know
0: well you know i'll tell you tell you like this you know i'm a blessed man you know ever since i turned my life back to god and i quit quit smoking and get uh, quit drinking and quit chasing women you know life has been a lot better and i'm not ashamed to say it you know i'm a preacher you know it's my job to be honest uh not hold anything back because you never know it may be a hope for somebody else that they're they show showing that there is actually a way of out of all of those holes that they're in i got and, you yeah. You know, even if I do, you know, I've been on countless podcasts. I've traveled coast to coast, border to border talking about this kind of stuff.
1: Gotcha. And um,
0: I've been in two movies, getting ready to be in a third one. I've been on PBS. Oh, cool. And, you know, it hasn't changed me one bit. I am still myself. I'm still the same old Zach you see in church on Sunday or on the street or at work. You know, it. It. I... Definitely does not go to my head. And if I feel like it's going to my head, I shut myself off. Like a lot of people say, I'm a hermit. <laughs> you I know, hate people pretty much. <laughs> I go to work, I go home to my farm, or I go to the woods and I go to church or I go wrestle. That's and a little all bit do. of
1: a little bit of fishing in between. Yeah. So in the last few minutes that we got, tell me, you know. Uh, we haven't even really talked about Southern Illinois monster hunters and you guys have, you have a film coming out, right? I, I was talking to my, uh, my good friend, uh, Joe Turry about this uh, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's telling me about it. It's called the hunt for the Shawnee Sasquatch. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Do you mind talking about that? Like, is that something where it's going to be on YouTube or DVD or, you know, tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, I'll give you a little backstory. All right. All right. That is a milestone because we had three states represented in that one camp oh
1: cool okay
0: we had virginia and louisiana and illinois all in that camp wow and uh we had stacy coughlin from louisiana he is the occult researcher he is uh uh, uses a pendulum and dousing rods to help in his investigations okay and then we had Daniel Benoit, the mm-hmm. the founder of the East Coast Bigfoot Researchers Organization out yep. of Waynesboro, West, uh, not West Virginia, Virginia. Yes. And you know it was we'd always me and Benoit always talked about getting all getting together and everything, and actually doing an investigation. while we was able finally to, and uh, Joe offered to come down and film it and everything because I he, as he said that I helped him out a whole lot with promoting Creatures from Big Money. So great film. He did that as a favor to me. So I, I'm glad he did because we found so much. We found uh, close to a dozen tracks. We found, we found structures, signposts of these things. And we actually, three of us laid eyes on at least four of them really yeah me Daniel Benoit and Stacy Coughlin we all laid eyes on him, and then everybody in camp heard him
1: <sighs> wow and was this uh the the thing the thing that you you heard was it it you know was it kind of the same thing as the Ohio Howl or how would you describe kind of what you heard during that that expedition
0: it just sounded like a real low whoop
1: okay okay and,
0: you know uh my cousin ben uh bishop he's our tracker for the southern illinois monster hunters sure and he heard it first and i thought it was an airplane and then i looked up in the sky and everything and i'm looking all the way around and i'm not seeing any kind of of uh, airplane lights in the sky and then it sounded like it was on the ground mm. and you know it was it was a it was good uh project and a good expedition and everything. We we got a lot on film. A lot didn't make the cut and everything, but the good stuff did. And I'm not gonna spoil it, but we caught
1: something. Oh man. Nice.
0: Yeah. And that we got it awesome. on camera. Oh wow. Did you have to see the movie to see it.
1: You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Dude, and- that's awesome.
0: And we're actually going to uh, have, that was our uh, annual camp out, our seventh anniversary camp out that we did this year with. Okay. It. And, you know, uh, we do camp outs every year. May of next year is looking to be the target month for us. And we will be going and camping out probably in the same area again. Okay. In no man's land. It's free to the public. Anybody can join. We actually had people from, uh, uh, Louisiana and Virginia, and then uh, with Daniel and Stacy, and then we actually had two uh, two gentlemen by the name of James and the one we affectionately call chi Town come all the way down from Chicago to camp. Wow! Oh, wow! And they were complete skeptics when they walked into our camp, and whenever they left, they were firm believers. They were
1: not. Yeah. <laughs> wow,
0: that's you know, awesome. And you know, whenever we do these campouts, I don't ever guarantee we're actually going to find something. We'd be lucky if we even find any, uh, even a structure, but we got lucky.
1: Man, that, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna uh, check that out. And you said, is that a DVD only thing or is that YouTube or what are you thinking?
0: Well, we're, we've got DVDs right now. Uh, You can go to facebook.com slash hunt for the Shawnee Sasquatch. uh, And it's on Facebook or you can go on Facebook and type it in and find it, uh, you can place your order through the Messenger tab on there. You will go directly to me, and it's $20 a copy. Nice. And then we're as soon as we get every, the copyright and everything took care of it and get all the closed captions, we're going to be putting it on Amazon Prime and Tubi.
1: Okay, cool. Dude, Tubi's great. Tubi's got the most co- collection of Bigfoot anywhere you can find on the Internet. It's intense, and they're coming out with some – original uh, content with Bigfoot and Yeti stuff in October. I was talking to a producer on Twitter, dude, they're great, but I'd love for you guys to, I know big Muddy's on Tubi right now. It's good stuff, but Zach it's, it's already, you know, believe it or not, we've already almost got an hour and this has been so much fun. Um, you're going to hang out a little bit, uh, longer talk with our, our Patreon members. There's already a few questions in the chat. Um, but uh thank you so much for coming on do you mind sharing uh real quick how people can you know follow along with uh your adventures and uh you know southern illinois monster (laughs) hunter stuff like that
0: yeah uh well there's a number of places they can actually find me all right Um,
2: i've actually got quite a
0: few facebook pages for all of my passions and everything you know uh, first and foremost, if they want to follow my uh, journey in ministry and everything, mm-hmm. you can find uh, find my Steric Music Ministry page on Facebook. If you want to see my outdoor adventures, check out Duke Randall Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, the Southern Illinois Monster Hunters on Facebook, of course. If you have a report, uh, click the message tab and you can send it in to us and one of us will get back to you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then The Hunt for the Shawnee Sasquatch on uh, Facebook as well, where you can get any kind of updates, any kind of deals we're running, and that way you can order your copies of the DVD. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DROutdoors2021. Follow me on Instagram, DukeRandallOfficial. Find me on Facebook under Zach D. Sterick. Uh, You can go and... Uh, what else follow me on tiktok real 618 cowboy are you
1: are you really on t- you're on tiktok too i gotta yeah, check you out it, yeah about
0: six thousand right. subscribers
1: dude it's it's where it's the organic growth like Instagram's pretty much dead like tiktok is where like dude the reports i get on tiktok would blow your mind like people are sharing stuff about cryptids they're like crazy
0: and then yeah i'm on you can follow my youtube channel subscribe to it nice uh, it's under zach b Sterrick. you can see uh, episodes of duke randall outdoors where i take you on an adventure with me every so oh often, cool whether it's hunting fishing camping exploring road tripping uh even breaking out new gear and stuff like that for camp outs and then the southern illinois monster hunters youtube show called mysterious illinois
1: i love it oh man there's a lot to check out from this one zach thank you so much uh for coming on it's been a fun and show. I, yeah and
0: then i forgot my podcast
1: oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, my podcast. It's on Spotify, okay. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. It's called Wrestling with Monsters. It's a podcast for wrestler, uh, for wrestlers, wrestling fans, and cryptid enthusiasts alike.
1: Dude, yeah, because the Venn diagram, like, there's a crossover there, big time. Yeah,
0: because it's it's three it's three wrestlers uh, that uh, uh, uh three wrestlers, a retired wrestler, an active wrestler, and a referee. Uh, okay. and that are all actually monster
1: hunters, dude i love it i'm gonna check that out zach thank you so much for coming on uh it's been a, a good time uh thank you so much dude no problem real quick announcement before we head out uh i've got the opportunity of going on my first bigfoot expedition at the end of july currently I'm uh, trying to raise money to buy gear for that. If you want to specifically support Bigfoot Society and, uh, you know, as I go into my first Bigfoot expedition, uh, feel free to do that by going over to the Bigfoot Society Etsy page and buying a t-shirt over there. That will help fund my gear for that expedition. Uh, You can also join the uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. Forward slash the Bigfoot society I'm about to talk to that talk about that again in a few minutes but uh, that's where you'll be able to see I'll be putting some interviews uh, from that expedition plan is to put some extra content directly from that uh, expedition into the patreon so definitely uh, support the podcast through there as well Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes five stars as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes. Uh, That will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, Also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and And photos, whatever you've got over to Bigfoot Society at gmail.com. If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things. For example, for $7 a month, you get extra Bigfoot Society content, uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I sent to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society after show, which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly cast. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me, and you get to ask your Question live to them and get an answer from the guest. which as you've seen what guests we've had in the past, this could be a really big deal. There's also a private discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one and the community there. And that's always a great time. You can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot society. Uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology based interviews. Uh, Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to align any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual,
2: or anyone. Thank you.